0: This edict identifies Jesus of Nazareth as a heretic and a blasphemer. This season on The Chosen. There are those for whom this will set off a series of events. My followers won't understand. Lazarus, come out! I guess you're not holding back anymore. I can't. I'm out of time. See Season 4 of The Chosen in theaters on February 1st, starting with Episodes 1, 2, and 3. Get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com order in the courts you heathen now we're talking about four blue four blue is the response to three red it's the when life circumstances of three red get so crazy in that everybody is self-expressive there is everybody wants all sorts of varying things and there's no order i don't know if you've ever been to countries where there's not necessarily uh street lights and stop signs and all of that stuff But if you've been born into a society like that, you were already born into at least a Four Blue society. But societies that are pre-Four Blue typically don't have that. There's a lot more free-form movement. And it is about freedom for Three Red. But that freedom can sometimes lead to things that are not good for society as a whole. Sometimes there is an increase in murder, or forced sexual activity, or anything that is going to do harm to human beings. And sometimes harm for ourselves. As an individual, you want to move on when maybe you've experienced too much loss. Um, you're starting to feel a sense of guilt creep in. And Fort Blue is really the beginning of feeling the fear of death, fearing the fear that feeling the fear that after death there won't be necessarily glory automatically. So, like I mentioned in Three Red in the show Vikings, they talk about going to Valhalla and fighting in battle. And as long as you're fighting in battle and you die in battle, you're going to have a glorious afterlife. And so very similar to two purple in there not being a sense of finality when it comes to death Four blue starts to get into a place of, um, there is still maybe not necessarily a finality after death, but that heaven is not a guaranteed place that I will go. And so there's the separation between heaven and hell, whatever the interpretation of that is. And so there are rules that start to come into play with Four Blue. There is civil order that starts to be created, uh, usually based on getting into a we place, starting to get into an ethnocentric place of we-centric values, the values that we've created that make sense to us as a collective culture. So the culture, as I mentioned, of individual expressions that start to become things that are acceptable as, um, as, as appropriate behaviors or activities within a society. So a minor example, again, is like having a car and you stop at the stoplight. And if you don't stop at the stoplight and you get caught, you're going to get a fine or arrested or any of that stuff, Right. In the beginnings of societies, it's much more severe. Sometimes it's even people policed and people enforced. The internet is kind of in this place where the social media platforms are not enforced by police or by any kind of uh, uh, moderators. A lot of it is automated, and so it leaves people to enforce the rules themselves. Or and, and that's where you get big like movements like the Me Too movement and stuff like that, where an innocent person could be caught in the crossfire because the people are the ones that are doing the, the, the judge, jury and executing. But usually there's some sort of laws that are put into place. Once those laws are put into place into a society, there are people who are installed or voted into uphold those laws. And so you've got these laws within a four blue place that are sometimes based on, again, those ethnocentric values. It could be around a certain race or who was born here or uh, the culture of who was born here. And uh, there's a favoritism within that. And America is wrestling with a lot of that stuff. And uh, both the acceptance and denial of those aspects that America was very much founded on uh, formerly English Caucasian values, even though the desire and the idealism is to have more of a melting pot. And literally there's more of a melting pot, but these base structures, the four blue structures were built on the foundations of more of an ethnocentric value, you know, to be a, a citizen, to be a civilian, to be a respected, upstanding citizen in American society is to model the white American version of that. And I'm not saying that cynically, I'm just saying that that's what it is. And, um, you know, that, that's being torn down a little bit. There's, uh, redefinitions happening of, of accepting various forms of expression. You no longer, for you to be a a professional, you no longer have to dress in khaki pants and a polo shirt, no, regardless of your ethnicity. It's not about fitting into a specific, um, a specific ethnocentric value to fit in that's expanding that's starting to expand and change but it's hard because four blue moves very slowly <laughs> and because it's not quite in a rational place yet there's there's uh sometimes it's referred to as mythic or a grand myth and societies are formed typically around a grand myth and so whenever you have a community or you have like a group of people that are trying to Uh, organized in some sort of way, you need a shared goal. And a shared goal in uh, a mythic society is following some sort of grand myth. Typically one overarching God that is um, the one that we follow or that we worship or that we praise. Um, And the one true God, you know, there's an absolutist sort of space here. And even if you're antithetical to that God, you're still kind of playing in the rules, right? Like atheists, particularly if you're atheist against uh, a particular one or two types of religions, like Christianity or something like that, um, you're still in an absolutist place. You're just doing it in an anti kind of way. So atheists, theists, uh, you know, any kind of uh, certainty sort of lives in this place. Because for you to function in a society, you need to follow the rules, and there's a moral identity that starts to form within a society. And so it's not just about literally following the rules, but in a way, the people enforce each other as well. They enforce each other moral wise, and if they, you know, it's like the idea of if you say something, if you see something, say something, right? That's like a community watch kind of vibe, uh, looking out for criminals. And the criminals tend to, if they're antithetical to whatever the ethnocentric value is, tend to look a certain way, right? So that's why you get a lot of black Americans who are being pulled over uh, more often than white Americans, for example. Um, And and different ethnicities that are uh, not, uh, uh, that may look quote unquote suspicious. Like there's a version of looking suspicious in a society because you're not... into it ethnocentrically. And I keep using America as an example, but if you go to China, you know, an American is going to stick out like a sore thumb. Um, A white person is going to stick out in India. Uh, An Asian person is going to stick out in Norway. You know, it's going to really depend on the circumstances and the situation and the level of development that the society is in. So what happens for the individual is that again, you, you start to experience guilt and guilt has a function. Guilt has a, a way of keeping you, uh, disciplined. It's about, you know, you morally police each other so that you don't get involved in crime and you don't slip into that sort of desperation. The solution that four blue has for any problem is to get in line. It's like, well, why don't you just get a job? <laughs> uh, why don't you just pay your bills? Why don't you just pay your child support? Why did you get a divorce in the first place? Why did you, do- you know, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, and, and those are usually the judgment. It's like everything is relative to the societal and moralistic uh, demands, as it were. And so the fear is that if you don't follow that, you will be cast out. And And if you're cast out, you're going to be put out into the wilderness and you're going to have to fend for yourself. And if you are born into a four blue society, that's scary because you don't have as much of the physical, literal experience of the previous levels. You don't have the survivalist uh, ability. You may not have the wisdom of magical thinking and knowing how nature works. And you may not have the aggression or assertiveness of three red. And so each level attempts to transcend and include each other, like you're learning from the previous levels, but you can very much overvalue the level that you're in and, uh, you know, kind of live in an isolated place, as it were. And so if your life circumstances change or you get cast out into the wilderness, you might not survive because you're not equipped for that, right? So it becomes imperative to respond to guilt. It becomes imperative to get in line. It becomes imperative to get a job, to fit in, to fit in culturally, to find your way into society, to not, you know, to not, uh, uh, rub people the wrong way, to not get in trouble, to not be criminal. And criminal is usually defined as being three red, right? Is, um, looking raggedy or, uh, not uh, looking unkempt, uh, doing illegal activities, and, um, you know, being, uh, overtly sexual, right? A lot of religious enforcement is a part of that moral enforcement. And that becomes a part of repressing what's come before repressing sexual urges, sexual expression, um, uh, certain types of expression. And I don't mean sexual expression in terms of gender identity. That's more of a four blue cultural thing that's happening right now. But I mean, sexually, like drawing drawing dicks on the wall. Like, don't do that. (laughs) You'll get fired uh, if you draw dicks on the wall. Um, I mean, you could try it. I mean, you know, I'm sure it'll be fun. Um, (laughs) But, you know, that's that's part of what 4Blue is there for, is a mechanism of helping you uh, find a place and a role in society. So whereas 2Purple was about finding a role within a family unit, 4Blue is about finding a role within society. And so uh, you can define it as purpose if you want, but it's really more about finding a role. And through that role, you end up developing a skill and you're managed by someone perhaps, or you're learning a trade and you're providing a service to your community. You're functioning in society in some sort of way. You're working, you're providing some sort of something. And so uh, there's a lot of blame on it being like an American thing. But I think working or contributing to society or contributing to your, um, your church or community or anything like that is all about, all a part about all a part of the four blue experience. And so for me, integrating four blue has been about understanding where I needed to stay in line. And for me, it was about my relationship to atheism. Uh, I was very much a devout atheist uh, fighting with religious people all the time, um, either in person or on the internet. Um, I fought with my dad a lot because he was uh, very much a, a man trying to figure out his religious place. And he was a Christian is a Christian. Um, I think he's still a Christian. I don't know what his relationship to that stuff is, but we were very much on uh, opposing sides. Right. And I would straight up get angry about any sort of belief, like, you know, it's, it's an us versus them, right? Because if you've got walls surrounding your culture, anything, any other culture that's outside of the walls is going to be dangerous. And so conceptually that's true as well. And that's why you get a lot of infighting happening on the internet because there's a lot of conceptual walls that are being, uh, that are not really being put up, um, but people living in the same country. And then that expresses in the real world and people don't want to interact with each other. Um, and that becomes a more complex thing, but the idea being that for blue creates this us versus them, it's a a nation, it's a, a a nation, it's your religion, it's your culture. Um, so, you know, it's a national pride. It's, uh, saluting the flag, uh, pledging allegiance to the flag, that kind of thing. Right. It's allegiance to nation. And in that way, it's all designed to keep you in line. But it's not just about power. It's about creating opportunity. Right. And so I'm careful to talk about this, because if you're in three red and you're a teenager, you're in college and you're trying to figure out how to get a job. I don't want to keep you from doing this because it's about that's part of growth is going through this stage. But the way that you go through this stage is not necessarily about having to literally fall in line in every single facet, but to find your place, to figure out what your skill set's going to be, how you're going to contribute to society, or how you're going to contribute to a company. Sometimes being a part of a big company is a part of that too. You're sort of, um, you know, you're in an ecosystem. It's it's what flag you fly. So it may not necessarily be a national flag, but you know, it's like people who work at a company and you're wearing the company's t-shirt and you have a pride for being a part of that community. And, um, also the word community is very much a representative of for blue at the moment. Um, and I'm seeing that word pop up everywhere. You've got all of these categories piling up, the military community, the black community, the LGBT community, uh, community, um, you know, white people aren't using the word community, but, um, you know, they would, if they were to, to distinguish between what whiteness is and what the individual things were like growing up in Philadelphia, there was literally a place called Germantown and there's an Irish section and there's a Russian section. It's all of these different categorizations, not necessarily lumped together. And, and there's an importance of creating distinctions, but also an importance of flying an overall flag as well. And so for me, uh, it's where it's like, what was the thing that I really put my head down in terms of developing a skill and contributing to society? What is the thing that I did? And for me, that's been my graphic design work all throughout my life. Um, the first major job I got outside of working with my dad and working at Taco Bell was, the um, working for PHL 17 in Philadelphia, it was a TV station. And I showed up to work every day. It's like, you know, disciplining yourself, it's honoring a schedule, showing up for your boss, um building a relationship with with your coworkers and fitting into the ecosystem and doing what is best for the team and best for your for the company's customers and being a representative of the team, right? So that might be putting on a uniform or or a certain dress code. And, you know, that's part of following the rules and fitting into society. And so a three red person might have a, uh, antithesis to that because they see that as a hindrance on their freedom, but that's going to enable your freedom actually over time to allow yourself to, to grow up, to expand, to develop as a person, to develop a skill that you can actually use in society as you go forward and grow and develop as a person. So, you know, three red and its relationship to freedom is sort of contained and, you know, part of the the American dream is being able to go to America and, you know, figure out your place within America. Um, or at least that's what the American dream was, was about. Um, and three red represents that idea of freedom. Like America was founded by three red colonialists coming over and taking over the two purple native Americans and s- establishing a society. And that three red um, is very much a part of the cultural foundation in talking about freedom as a symbol and an idea, even though uh, conceptually it's, 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 not, it's not the case because everyone has to function in the society and then there are rules and all of that stuff. But there are still very much three red sections of the world and of America. Um, three red exists like in Montana, for example, where there's one sheriff for a massive... Uh, swath of of uh, uh uh land and so people have to have a gun and they have to defend themselves you know the kind of gun argument and culture is very much the three red aspect of america needing to defend themselves in the wilderness but then also hunting and all of that stuff and that gets into more complex stuff too but um you know four blue for me is about remembering how sometimes it's actually beneficial for me to focus on what I'm doing and to stay in my own lane and not focus on the quote unquote other. Like in this case, there is a a distinction happening between good people and bad people. Good people go to heaven, they follow the rules, they get a job, they do the thing, they take care of their family, um, they do all of the, the appropriate things that society has created for them to do to manage the urges of man in a way. And, um, by creating promises of a family and all of this stuff, um, and to, uh, uh, and all of the heathens, all of the bad people, all of the criminals, they're going to get punished or executed or go to hell or judged. Right. And so the court systems are basically this process of figuring out who is good and who is bad. And it's all moralistically based it's not rational it's not logical it's it's all based on the doctrine the doctrines or the grand myth as it were so i think the best thing for someone to do it's not about necessarily having to be a devout christian or nationalistic or or go to any extreme but if you're just a person that is needing to get a job and wanting to pay your bills and wanting to live a good life uh you It's finding how you can find your way into that. You know, you might need to just keep your head down and keep focused, but it's a lot of people are very much distracted by other right now because social media puts the other in your face all the time. Other being whatever you define it as. Um, So there is this separation of good and evil and whatever you define as evil is also part of shadow material, which again, we'll talk about as we get a little bit further on um but it's required for you to quote-unquote be a good person to order in order to be disciplined contribute to society get the money you want in terms of a resource exchange and then being able to um you know provide for yourself and be able to move forward so i'm it's helping me to focus to just stay in my lane do my thing and i don't have to follow literally every single rule in society right because four blue society civilizations are sort of the foundations of society six green would love to dismantle society they would love uh to be able to knock it all down and rebuild it in a tribal kumbaya kind of way but the six green doesn't realize it isn't self-aware of the spiral in that four blue is pivotal for societal growth it is um it is a foundational element. It creates structures that um, enable people to get some version of healthcare or some version of, of justice, some version of a police system, some version of uh, uh, communities and community centers and churches and all of that stuff. Even if those things are constantly being improved, Six Green's job is to improve those things, not to destroy those things. Um, and so you had the idea of like, you know, abolish the police. Um, but reforming the police is sort of the more natural way of going about it. If you're going to evolve society and not dismantle it, if that makes sense. And that's, I'm not trying to make a personal judgment there. That's just a distinction between what I see there. Um, anyway, uh, I think, I think that's kind of it. I mean, I've got a lot of stuff I can talk about when it comes to atheism and finding my purpose within atheism, but that's another topic I think I want to talk about. I don't really identify as atheist, but that's the thing that I went through and that's the way that I developed my sense of morality. Um, that's the way I developed my sense of discipline. That's the way that I developed my path through, um, you know, having a job and uh, being a good civilian <laughs> as it were. So I, I, all of that to say is that being a religious person or being a devout religious person. It doesn't have to be all of that, but as long as you're playing the game, you know, you can work your way through it. And that's part of, there's the song, uh, surrender by cheap trick. Um, it's like mommy's all right. Daddy's all right. They're just a little weird. <laughs> um, that song is talking about surrendering and saying like, you know, do your thing, but like, you don't have to be so overt about it. You don't have to, don't get in trouble you know, play the game, do your thing. Um, but you don't have to like make a hubbub about it everywhere you go. Right. Play the game, get your money, do your work, go home and, you know, say whatever and do whatever you want at home, (laughs) that kind of thing. So, uh, I think that about covers for blue. Um, now for blue is, you know, some people get really immersed into societies. And after a while, you know, you might get sick of your job or you might realize that there are not as many opportunities for you as you'd like, or you can't do this forever. Um, Or you're starting to experience the uh, hypocrisies of the level. Like each level has its own hypocrisies. And once you sort of get, become aware of them uh, and sort of exhaust your brain's, your brain and life's experience need for this place, you start to wonder What else and what's next? And the next, in terms of mythic, is to look at the material, is to look at science, is to look at maybe deconstructing your religion or reframing your relationship to God and um, those structures and societal structures, or realizing that you don't literally need to follow every single rule (laughs) to be a good citizen. Um, and that there are tons of loopholes to work with. Um, so we're going to talk about that when we get to five orange, but, uh, thank you for listening to this episode and the series so far. I appreciate you so very much. Leave a comment questions, any of that stuff. Um, happychemicals.org is the website for, uh, we have an email list and we also have, uh, courses on there available as well. So my name is Christian Rivera. Thank you. Like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And I'll catch you next time on dopamine. See ya.